Welcome to another episode of CX Talks. Today I'd like to introduce you to Sarah and Loic, uh, two of our customer experience experts here at Clarisys. My name is Stephen and I'm the Chief Client Officer here at Clarisys. Today in this podcast we're going to be talking about what does good CX mean and what does it actually look like? A lot of our clients are seeking to improve their CX. We hear lots of themes around not they're not taking a holistic view. Um, they look across their organization and they say they want to deliver strategically, but often end up delivering in silos or tactical projects um, that aren't really joined up. Altogether, the technology that generally tries to fix that experience is often clunky and doesn't work either. But it's important to consider what does good CX actually mean? not just as a concept, but in the context of your organization. So how can you drive improvements in a meaningful way? So welcome guys, let's kick off the conversation. So um, let's talk about what CX actually means. It's a big buzzword right now. There's lots of organizations talking about it, but what does good CX look like? And what does that actually mean? So I think it's really important to um think as an organization what it means in the context for you I think you know it's a very it means different things for different people different organizations I think it all comes back to it all comes down to really can you deliver on your brand promise and can you meet the expectations you've set with the customers and you know as a result of that do your customers want to keep coming back to you are they advocating you to their friends their family are they kind of showing that loyalty to you because you have delivered um, good customer experience and also it's how do you tap into that emotional um, connection with the customer so how do you you know based on how do they feel about you um, think say it's all of these things that you have to consider I guess just to kind of give a few different comparisons the customer experience for say a Ryanair versus a British Airways is very very different Um, and that's fine that's you know customer experience will be very different as a customer getting a flight with Ryanair versus a customer getting a flight with British Airways your expectations of um, you know how you book that flight when you arrive at the airport the person you meet at check-in when you board a flight um, you know what additional things you have to pay for on that flight as well you're expecting very different things so it's ensuring that you can deliver that um, based on what your needs are as a customer similar if you're going to buy a car and you're buying a Toyota versus a Porsche kind of the the your expectations are different. The level of service you receive is different. And it's once again, making sure it actually meets what your customers are expecting when they interact with you. Um, so I think it's it's important to think about what it means in the context of you as an organization. And how does that link to your wider mission, your purpose, your value proposition as well? They can't be two separate things. They have to be interconnected and it all links together from an organization point of view. Right. I think that's a great, great insight, Sarah, because the, 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 the type of customer you are and the type of product you're buying in segmentation is always, is always key, but also recognizing that the same customer could have different needs in different settings. So a, a high net worth individual, for example, expectations of walking into Primark to buy some socks is get it done, done and dusted. But their expectations, if they walked into Barber, for example, would be much more experiential that expect a higher touch. So I think it's great that organizations don't try and pigeonhole their customers as individuals, but to understand how, what their wants and needs are in also the context and setting in which they're buying. So, so Loic, um, 
it's a pretty tough challenge for clients to, to, to get this right. So where would they start? Yeah, that's a great question, Stephen. And um, I think as you guys just really called out there, there's not a silver bullet for providing a great customer experience. Different organizations are going to go about doing it in different ways because of the difference of their customers. And, that, and that's really where I think any organization has to start. It is with the end customer and taking the time to actually understand your customers. Um, and I think a lot of organizations are doing elements of it and say they're doing it. Um, but actually there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of depth you can go into in order to be able to really tailor the experience to, to the next level. Um, so for me, great CX definitely starts with putting yourself into the shoes of your customer, um, avoiding making any assumptions when you're reaching out to them and trying to understand them better, really let them be the ones guiding you and gather that feedback, take interest in them in different ways. There's a lot of data you can just simply reach out by, by asking them, but customers are constantly giving organizations data just by the way they act when they're in shops or, or online, and by the things they say on, on social media, um, by the outcomes that you provide them as an organization. If you're not able to give them the product you said you would in, in the time you said you would deliver it, you already know your customer experience is not going to be as good. So you can kind of use those interactional, those perception and, and those outcome facing um, interactions to understand actually how well you, you are, you are um, doing at delivering that experience with them. So the first point definitely for me is, is, um, is taking the time to understand how your customers feel and how well you feel that you're meeting their expectations. That's at least a starting point. Great. Yeah. I, I like that because it, it gives us some clues of some of the key, key principles because there's, there's a number of ways you can skin a cat. Right. And, but hearing you there talk about, you know, be led by data, not perceptions. Um, you know, a lot of organizations think they know their clients, but actually let the data back that up. And the second one around deliver the basics, right? It's all well and yeah. good talking about creating an amazing customer experience and bells and whistles. But if you don't deliver the core proposition straight out of the gate, you're struggling. Are there any other key principles like that that would, that would help people listening to this podcast um, shape their program? I think an interesting one to add, actually, building on something Sarah said earlier, um, a, a great customer experience you know, one way of putting it, it really comes down to creating a relationship with your customers, moving away from just having this transactional one-to-one -one view of we buy from you and then and then we're gone. So really being able to make sure that you're understanding them on a, on a deeper level. And same for any relationship, right? When you catch up with a friend, they, they remember things about you. They know who you are as an individual. And this applies very in, in the same way, really, to, to B2B or B2C context. As customers, we appreciate when organizations take the time to show us that we're not a one-off purchase. We, we have an existing relationship and they understand that, you know, for, for our needs, they have to do things in a certain way. So that's, a, that's a, I think, is very important. Um, the other element when we're talking about relationships, I think, which is quite interesting is that means as an organization, you also have to take the time to understand not just what I'm doing on, on the moment or the conversations we're having, but almost find a way to understand what I'm thinking as a customer, what I'm feeling, what are the emotions I'm, I'm going through. And I think certain organizations do this brilliantly. If you look at the likes of a Disney, for example, where they're constantly shaping everything they do. So it's, so it's magical. So it's impactful to different levels of generations. And, and I think that's because they tap into that softer side of how 
customers constantly feel and um, what they think and, and what they're going through in, in the context of an experience. So th those, I think, are also important principles for organizations to consider. I think as well, just to add to that, um, you know, when you start thinking about what experience do you want to deliver, there's a couple of things which are kind of a common thread across all, all, um, all customer experience. I think the first one is, is make sure you're being proactive. So understanding where is a customer in their life cycle with you as an organization? Are they at the front? Are they up front? Are they researching? You know, have you built that trust with them or is that something you need to, um, to still kind of earn and therefore what activity should you do to be able to do that? Or actually has this customer been with you for 10 years? Cause your needs are going to be very different um, Kind of at that point in time so it's understanding what is what is going to help them um, in their journey in their lifestyle based on what you know the data you have on them and I think you know an example of this is um, something really simple with broadbands you know if you have an issue it's really annoying as a customer either having to call the contact center speak to someone speak to virtual chats you know having to be the person to actually report it whilst we, people like um companies like bt for instance they're proactive in actually saying we've identified an issue this is what it is we think it's going to take this long we'll notify you um when the broadband's back on online so it's more of taking that kind of that proactiveness i think another important thing is being able to personalize um and this isn't personalized to kind of you know different segments it's as an individual what do you want what do you need um, really to, so to show customers that you actually understand them as a person as a human being um, based on what they want where they are in their lifestyle their interactions with you um, so it's really important that you're able to personalize that whether that be you know someone walking into a physical store and saying Hello, Stephen. Um, how are you? Nice to see you again. Um, right through until how do you market to them based on what you know they want, opposed to what you're assuming they want based on different um, segments. I think the third one as well is be transparent um, and act with integrity. So you know things do go wrong. People understand that, but it's how do you deal with those situations um, is what's really important. Um, an actual personal, a personal example of mine is. Um, on a business trip a few years ago, flew back from India, had the worst experience with one of the flights being 12 hours delayed. These things happen, that's fine. The way it was dealt with by this particular airline was very poor. They just kept lying in terms of, yeah, well, you know, we'll put you in a hotel. It's only five minutes away. Um, everything's gonna be covered. You know, we get to the hotel in reality, it's an hour away. Bear in mind, this is in a different country. No one's speaking English. Um, get to the check-in desk. Oh, you have to share a room with another passenger what um and then also actually you know what you're gonna have to wait four hours until you can get breakfast because that's when time is even though we've been told all this stuff's going to be included whilst in reality if they had said it's going to be a 12-hour delay and just be not front about actually what's going to happen and if they had managed it in a better way my experience would have been a lot better despite something going wrong i personally took a lot from that in terms of the poor and a good experience but that's a good segue, actually, because we talked a lot about understanding what customers want and what does it mean to deliver on that um, customer promise and exceeding those expectations in a transparent, integrity, meaningful, personalised way. But so many clients and organisations still get it very wrong. So, so that comes us on to the next part of the conversation, which is, so how do you actually deliver on that promise? You know, if you've done all of that great persona development and you've got some very pretty um, boards up probably in a, in, a, in, a, in a meeting room, a project room somewhere. 
what do you actually do to actually deliver on those expectations? That's um, that's um, a really good segue, actually, Stephen. You're right. I think it's it's interesting. We, we've talked to quite about a few elements here about what good CX means. Um, and, and one thing we haven't mentioned yet, uh, which I think is a starting point here, is um, actually the consistency that you as an organization have to demonstrate when delivering your, your product or service to customers. Because good CX is not a one-off. You know, you take one flight, it's on time. People were friendly. The staff was nice. They, they gave you an extra glass of water and, and you landed on time. That's not good CX. Good CX is consistently being able to meet the expectations of your customers at every touch point in the journey. Um, so so that, that for me means that every organization needs to consider operationally how they need to set themselves up for success and making sure that those expectations of your customers are clear at every level of the journey at every level of the organizations so we're going to quickly touch on i think for me off the top of my head operations are, are crucial we'll quickly talk about on technology and and probably finish with the people side but to finish on on the operation where we started I think a key thing to consider is there's different lenses you can apply to, to what customers are, are expecting from products or services. And typical ones will, will companies will look to, to, to drive forward here are things like the quality of the product and, and the service or the delivery, whether it's whether it's on time and how it's being delivered to you. And evidently in Sarah's example earlier, um, neither of those went very right. Um, from a technology perspective, I think that's um, just an interesting enabler. Um, you kicked us off, Stephen, saying, you know, a lot of companies think technology is the solution to, to all their problems. Um, and yeah, that, that's it, it's definitely part of the answer, I think. Um, and with technology moving forward now, it allows you to do a lot of different things for your customers and make it happen very quickly. Um, so we do encourage people to, to try new technologies. What I think is important is making sure you develop the technology in a way where you're linking it to these customer touch points and you're building the technology in order to enable your organization to meet their expectations at each of those touch points rather than a blanket solution that's somehow going to resolve everything you need to understand what your customers want to develop the right tech um, and and finally from a people perspective um, uh, there's a lot we can cover here but just to touch on a, on a few points at least from from my side obviously making sure that your teams are comfortable in the first place, just communicating with them these expectations and what we're trying to achieve with your customers. It sounds so simple, but I see in a lot of organizations, there's a lot of silos between the, those customer facing teams and all of the other critical teams across the organizations that need to support that, that end product or service and are just not facing the customer. So making sure you kind of connect those teams, work on that communication, drive collaboration, um, and probably make sure that people feel equipped with the right level of, of skills also to do the, the work you're, you're asking them to do, because they need to deliver something always right first time and on time. You, you need to make sure they've got the tech, that they've got the skills to, to do so. Those are a few points from my side. Yeah, thanks for that. Like, I mean, I, I, you often hear the buzzwords, people talking around um, putting customer at the heart of your operating model, putting customer at the heart of the organization. And, mm -hmm. and clients often say to me, so what does that actually mean? Right? And I think that and this is going to sound like another consulting buzzword, but but it's about aligning the operating model around that, 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 that customer yeah. experience. And what that means to me is understanding that customer journey in those moments that matter and all of the processes and the data that map to that. That means that if you're in operations and you're looking up through the operating model, you can see how that bug fix, that piece of data 
is going to have an impact on the end customer journey and it gives you confidence mm -hmm. that you're doing the right things. I often talk to clients where marketing is seen as the, the, the coloring in brigade or they're given scorn by some of the operations people because they just talk about the fluffy persona stuff. And the technology guys are seen as the, the plumbers who don't really understand what's really important to marketing. When you draw that picture together end to end, you can have confidence that your portfolio of programs and, and technology or process or whatever it is, has got clear line of sight and traceability to the customer journey or the customer um, experience touch point, whatever it is that you're trying to impact. So for me, that's what a aligned operating model around your customer looks like. I think there's a few, there, there's definitely a few um, really good points you, you made there, Stephen, but just to reiterate, I, th I think that almost shows the complexity of it, but there's one key thing you said at the, um, at the beginning there, which is, you know, customer experience does not mean delivering bells and whistles to your customers all the time at every stage of the journey. That's not what customers are expecting. And more often than not, making sure you, you meet the minimum level of their expectations will ensure consistency in that experience and will make them come back. And I think, Sarah, you, you started the, um, the session by saying, you know, good CX is customers coming back and being loyal and, and being advocates of the brand. And, and yeah, just to reiterate, that's not bells and whistles. If you're able to understand actually what are those key elements that customers value in any context of your organization, if you're in a, if you're in the, the hospitality industry and you've got, you know, you, you have hotel rooms, customers want them to be clean, tidy, have the right equipment. They don't need necessarily the folded swan on every bed. So making sure you understand what are those basics and do those very right will mean that you're doing already a really good job at delivering a, a great CX. Yeah, great. So if we talked a little bit about um, the what does good customer experience look like? We've touched a little on, so how would you organize a program or how might you approach the problem? Um, maybe Sarah, coming on to you for a sec, you know, from your conversations with, with our clients, what, what kind of challenges do you, do you see people uh, coming up against when trying to improve the CX? I think um, the biggest challenge that companies face is culture. So, you know, it's once you identify, you know, if we put in this bit of technology changes part of the process, the impact that could have on the CX, then, you know, it may not from a resource point of view, the easiest thing to do, but it's, it's, it's one, it's not as difficult as culture. Culture is one of the hardest things because customer experience isn't, we don't just do customer experience. It's, it should be part of the organization. It's that shift in mindset of every decision um, that's being made, everything we're doing, actually, how do you understand how it relates back to your customers? Um, so it's definitely one of the hardest things for our organizations. I think, you know, the acknowledgement that CX is everyone's responsibility. Um, so from the C-suite down to, you know, the frontline staff interacting with customers, people need to realize that that's, that's what's really going to drive um, a good customer experience. And also, as you kind of touched on, Stephen, you know, if you are in that IT team and you're making a fix to a bug, understanding, you know, the reason you're doing that is all tied back to the customer. So regardless, it's quite easy to understand, you know, if, if you are in a um, customer facing role, how that impacts the experience. But it's also understanding if you're actually in a, a back office or a shared services type of role, actually, how does that then have an impact um, on the customer experience? It's first of all that culture piece, but it's also for organizations to realize that actually people are the ones who are going to make this a success. So, you know, 
have you started looking at your employee experience? There's, we know that there is a strong link between if you can deliver a great experience to your employees, the benefits um, and the direct correlation that has on your customer experience and you know your revenue and how successful you are as an organization. So organizations need to start thinking about how do they link their employee experience, their customer experience? What do they need to improve? And a really good example of this is um, Hilton have um, a slogan called hospitality for all. So, and this is really about, it's not just the customers who they need to drive good hospitality for, but actually their employees as well. So they have some, they use kind of the same technology as they use for guests um, for their employees. So if they've got any questions, um, they use the same technology, the same kind of chatbots. They also have a program for their leadership team where they actually have to go and spend three days working in a hotel, understand, you know, be in the shoes of their employees. What challenges are they facing? What do they need to have or be equipped with to be able to serve their customers better and therefore improve their um, experience? So I think it's don't forget about your people and also, you know, look at your culture and be very honest about it it's quite easy to say we've got a great culture but you know go and speak to your employees do they think the same what's not working for them what is working for them and if you almost mapped that against your customer journey and the pain points you'd be able to tie everything together and see how improving that employee experience will improve the overall customer experience as well yeah, that, that's a really interesting one around the, the culture and the, the moments that matter because customer experience can be from the massive things like make sure my flight's on time to the very small things, the very personal touches and the the cultural aspect of an organization. CX for me isn't a, it can be a transformation program, but it's a fundamental philosophy that an organization needs to adopt, which becomes a culture change program. Actually, I, I did hear some, um, some, some anecdotes of the, I'm not sure if it was that, that hotel chain, but that training program you're referring to, Sarah, they um, they had some senior execs rock up to one of the hotels, I think it was in Hong Kong, and they deliberately made the experience atrocious. So the check-in attendant was the most rude person on the planet. The, the, the room they went into, the, the, the room service menu was in a different language. The feng shui, they even went to this level of detail of, of changing the room around. So it was just all a little bit awkward. And when they sort of assessed people's feedback on that, the things that really ranked as the, the things that irritated them the most were the very small things. So as an organization and, 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 and C-suite who were thinking that the design of the building and the, the grandness of the entrance hall were the things that mattered most, it was the little things that really made the customer experience amazing as opposed to it's a corporate hotel, you know, you've seen one, you've seen them all. So I think just to maybe draw some of this to con conclusion, you know, we've, we've, we've talked a lot around what CX is, and there's a lot of talk around personalization, but the, the, the key thing for me there is around data. And a CX program should be based on actual customer data, not perceptions within the organization. Um, clients often, when we speak to them, don't like to be told their baby's ugly, but, but sometimes they need some convincing that their customer experience they're delivering isn't as great as they think. The second thing we talked around was an aligned operating model and having the ability to connect your customer experience to middle and back office type operations, processes or technology that support that customer experience. So you can be confident that the things that you're doing are the things that are actually going to make a difference. And lastly, and I think for me, the biggest, the biggest takeaway for me here is around culture and people. And there's a lot of technology innovation in the CX space right now, whether that's um, orchestration engines or the chat bots, all the things that can give us all sorts of clever insights. 
But to that hotel example, the thing that can often make a real difference is a workforce that really cares about the customer and buys and believes in the the ideology, if you like, that customers really do matter and that they, they can also make a difference to what that experience is. And that's about ownership and a different relationship with your employer and how you feel about your job. So we've covered a lot of ground in quite a short space of time. Um, clearly, you can probably tell this is an area that Claris is, is very passionate about. So um, if you want to have a chat with our, our guests, Loic or Sarah today, then um, just drop us a line or follow the link at the bottom of this podcast. Thank you listeners for listening and we look forward to welcoming you on another episode of CH Talks.